Hi, Ross. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? Yeah, very good. Very good. Uh, right, OK, let's, let's, let's kick things straight off. Um, obviously, you've got Abel Trujillo coming up in, in Brisbane. Uh, but let's very quickly look back at the last fight with Trinaldo. I think from talking to you before and from, from watching Trinaldo's fights, he didn't really turn up and do what we expected him to do. We thought he'd look to sort of grind out a decision. And he sort of spent most of the time way out on the outside looking to use his kicks and basically keep out the way. Um, yeah. What, what was your take on that fight? That must have been quite a frustrating three rounds for you. Yeah. Yeah, very frustrating, you know. Um uh, it's it's guys that are scared to get knocked out. The guys that are scared to fight, you know. Um, that guy was terrified of us. Um, he didn't want to fight. He proved it in the 15 minutes that he ran away from us. Um, I really feel like I, uh, I won the fight, actually. I think I landed the better shots. I got more takedowns. I controlled the fight. I was pushing the fight. When the referee has to separate you three times in one round to tell you to fight, you're not really fighting there. So I don't know how you're going to win that round if you're not fighting. It, it, it's, it, was, it was a frustrating night. And, and really, he, if it was me personally, I would be ashamed of myself. Um, I, would never do, I would never go out there and fight a fight like that. I think it's a coward's way of fighting a fight. I would rather go out on my shield and get knocked out in the first round. But at least I tried. At least I had a goal of having a fight. His fight was to, to run away and, and spoil the fight. Um, he he come up he come away with the judge's decision, but who wants to see that again? You know, this is an entertainment entertainment business. You know, look at Conor McGregor. He's he's the entertainment business. He talks it up, he hypes it up, he comes on and puts on a fight. People want to see that he's making the most money. Who wants to pay money to go and watch that fight? No one. So that. Uh, that Spoiled the whole night for everyone, and it, 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 it was a loss on my record for a guy that didn't want to fight and run away. You know, so it was annoying. It was frustrating. Do I want to fight him again? If he's going to fight like that, definitely not. You know what I mean? If we're going to fight like that, I want to fight him in a phone box. I want to fight him in a ten foot cage, so he can't run away. You know, so it's uh, it was his game plan, and it was a shit one, and it was a annoying one. Uh, but what can you do, you know? Um, I tried to cut him off. I tried to push the fight. I even tried to give him a few shots so he would come forward and fight, and he didn't. And, yeah, it, it was it was a weird fight. Is it something that you think is, is, is a problem in the sport in general? I know, I know in the rules, um, timidity, I think, is, is, is the phrase, um, can, can be punished by the... Uh, by the referee, but with point deductions in the same way as a foul can. Um, do you think it's something that isn't really enforced as much as it should be? Guys basically getting on their bike and not engaging? Um, I mean, I, I don't think you see it as often as as we do. Like, I don't know, I don't think it's as often as everywhere it needs to be brought in more often, but I definitely think that the 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 referee should be on top of it a little bit more, and it's the same as the same. It's the same type of style as a as a as a, as a guy that's just going to lay and pray on you, a guy that's not actually going to fight, who's just going to hold it down. But uh, I think it's a referee's job to to realise as well that if the fans are booing you because there's no fight, then. It's, it's their team for, for some entertainment, and it's not entertainment watching two guys run around playing 
tag with each other, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's the referee's job as well to be in the middle there and be like, if you get worn three times in one round, I think, I think yes, you're right. There, there needs to be some point deductions going on or, or something. There's something like in prior rules where there's a yellow card and you get 10% deducted from your purse because it's an entertain, entertainment sport, you know? These, this is what we're here to do. We're here to put it on the line and we're here to fight. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, looking at your next fight, one, it, this looks like a guy who, who on paper at least, certainly isn't going to do what we saw from Trinaldo. Yeah. This is a guy who likes to plant his feet and yeah. and really have a go. Abel Trujillo, you know. Um, he's found some good form of late. I think he's won four of his last five. He's, I think he picked up his first submission win in the UFC um, last time out. Yeah. Tony Sims. So he's he's on a bit of a tear at the moment. Um, this fight looks like, on paper, as if it's much more up your street. Would that be a fair assessment? Yeah. That's one hundred. That's why I wanted the fight. Right. Once the fight came, I think Abel actually called me out on Twitter, and, I, and then once I, once he said that, I, and we the UFC got in contact, I was, let's do it today. You know, let's do it right now. Um, I was pumped for the fight. It's it's my stylistically match up. Do you know what I mean? It it, it makes sense. Um, I don't think he's got it in his in his caliber or his skill wise to go backwards. He can't fight backwards. I've never seen him do it. Um, I've never seen it in any of his training or anything like that. I don't think it's in him to do that. He's going to come forward. He's going to bite down on his gum shield. He's going to swing some punches. He's going to try and wrestle and take us down. So my game plan is, is uh, I'm going to going to I'm going to keep it silky smooth on the feet. I'm going to create some angles. I'm going to make it nasty for him. If he does try to close that distance, I'm going to elbow him, knee him, and I'm going to hurt him, you know. I'm going to make it nasty in there, and I'm going to take my time with it and look for the right time to land a devastating shot when knocks him out. Given, given the way things have, have gone over the last six or seven fights, you've kind of been alternating wins and losses. Is there a point where you start putting additional pressure on yourself? Um, obviously, you know you're in a you're in a massively competitive weight division, probably the most competitive division in the UFC. Um, yep. try, trying to string wins together in that division is is incredibly difficult. But also, you found yourself matched up in uh, I, I can think of probably two or three occasions against guys who who really have looked to play it very safe against you. So, so I mean, how do you how do you yep. kind of assess it overall? You know, you're you're looking to push yourself up those rankings and into that top fifteen and and start getting some big yeah. fights. I- I guess I, I guess I just have to be more instead of saying yes to everyone who the UFC offers to fight. I guess I have to break the fight down a little bit more and think about how is this guy going to fight? Is he going to come out and fight us, or, or is he going to try and spoil the fight? Or I'm just going to have to be a little bit more cautious over the fight too. I take not just say yes because the UFC say let's fight this guy. I'm, I'm going to have to start thinking about my opponent, start thinking about stylistically matchups that make sense, you know, the actual fights that guys are going to come in there and fight, you know. Um, I have had some losses on my record from the from the UFC, which blatantly I did not lose, you know. Yeah. I'm not mentioning no names. But, uh, so yeah, stringing a few wins together is, is my main goal, um, is, is what I'm focused on right now. Um, get in get in a routine, get some big wins and, and start moving forward, but I'm not putting pressure on myself. I've done that before in my career, and it done absolutely nothing for us. Um, I actually done worse um, by putting pressure on myself. Um, 
Look, I've been in this sport a long time. I've trained with some of the best fighters all over the world. I've been in there with some of the best fighters in the world. And I believe in my work ethic. I believe in my ability. I believe in how much I want it. I believe in a fight that I've got inside my heart that that makes it a different fighter compared to the rest of the fighters in, there in the division, you know. So I believe that I can get there. And there's one thing that there's no quit in me. I'll never quit. I'll never stop. Um, it's just not in us. It's not who I am. So um, it will happen. I will get there, and, and, and I'll start stringing a few wins together. And, and you know, you'll be torn soon, and I'll be I'll be a, a title challenger. Are you talking? Um, are you are you in the UK right now, or are you over in the states? No, no, I'm in Australia right oh, now. Oh, you're, you're, you're in Oz now. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, um, yeah. All right. Um, tell us a bit about the atmosphere in the gym right now. I mean, obviously. You know, you're you're now over in Australia, but back over at Alliance, obviously with with Dom getting his title back, has that really given the gym sort of an extra sort of uh, shot in the arm, some extra impetus well, sort of, as you've done uh, your fight camp? I have, I haven't I haven't been back to the gym since the fight. Since um, I after Boston, I came straight out to Australia, and once this fight got announced, I flew my training partners out here with me. Okay. So my training partners are out here. So I've not been back over to the gym, but. Um, I speak to Eric all the time. Um, I know the gym's doing well. Um, obviously, Dominic's back in the gym. He's, his body's healed up. Um, he's doing good. He's preparing, obviously, for Uriah. Um, so the, there's a buzz around there. Um, yeah, um, it's, it's great to have a world champion in the gym. And uh, I know last time we spoke, um, we spoke about Connor. I know you mentioned him earlier on um, just, just just now. Um Last time we spoke, you said you did think he was a top 10 lightweight. Um, he obviously was in there with a lightweight this weekend, but um, obviously yeah. they were competing at 170. What did you make of, yeah. of, of Connor's performance? I know a lot has been said uh, about how he promotes himself and all the rest of it, but I mean, as, yeah. it's kind of a double-sided question, this. First off is, how, how did you rate his performance? And secondly, how, did you, how impressed or, or otherwise were you with the way he reacted after the defeat? Um... How impressed was I with his performance? Um, I think he rushed it. Um, I think he panicked a little bit. Um, I think he struggled with Nate's range. Um, once he couldn't find the left hand, I think he started panicking about not being able to land his powerful shots, uh, which made him get tired. Um, I think if he settled into the fight a little more, if he paced himself a little more, um, he would have had a lot more success. I think if he started using his leg kicks and his body punching a little bit more than what he was in the fight, I think he would have had more success. And I think it's a fight that he could have won. Um, but I think he freaked himself out a little bit. He put too much pressure on himself. And he started, not that Nate was doing anything big or massive in the first round. I just think that he got into his own head and it went downhill from there. Um, but how he handled defeat was how a champion handles defeat. Um, he said all the right things. Um, listen, he, him and Nate went in there and they made it as real as a fight has ever been, you know. Um, they, they talked this year. They, uh, they built it up. And they went in there and fought like two men. They both took punches. They both went at it. They both went to the ground. And they both fought, you know what I mean? Back and forth fight. And, and Nate come out on top. Um, Nate exposed Connor's weakness again, which was the ground game in jiu-jitsu. Um, 
But like I said, uh, Connor will be back. Um, he handled uh, this loss like a champion. Um, and listening to how he's how he's taken the defeat and how he's handled himself as a man, as a fighter, is exactly the right things you want to be doing. And speaking as a, as, as a champion, as a fighter, and um, yeah, good on him. And uh, I think we're going to see, you know, you talk about that one being a back and forth fight. I think we're going to see that in Brisbane for sure. Um, hope it, hope it works out for you. It's hope that the uh, the rest of the preparations go well for you down under. And uh, it's one that I'm looking forward to. You know, if you sometimes you look at fights and you put a little mark next to next to a few fights and say this one could be a bonus winner. This one's going to be a fun fight. That's definitely what we've got with yeah. uh, with you versus Abel Trujillo. So, uh, Ross, yeah. hope it all goes it's really a, well for it's you. A fun fight. Thank you. I'm excited for this fight, and uh, I can't wait for everyone to watch it back home in England. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good one. I want to, I want to knock this guy out. Fantastic. All the best, mate. I'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Speak to you soon, man.